Stanford Stephen, the Bears presented by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate's new lower auto rates. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Championship savings for the win. The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Week two. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Bear is back home for a bit. Uh, a little longer travel than normal there, Bear. We had... Where do you go, Charlotte? To, to Charlotte? No, to, no, no. Well, I came home. I came back. I came back. Oh, I can't, yeah, it's great. What's right? better than that? Easy, easy flight Sunday morning back to Connecticut. Uh, spent the afternoon moving some furniture around the house that we just finally got delivered after ordering it the first week of February. Okay. And then went back down to Atlanta on a on Monday morning. It's great. Uh, will we get a little barbecue down in Charlotte? Max barbecue was good. Very good. All or right, Car- very Carolina good. barbecue. Yep. What do we got in store? What are we expecting? We got a big one out in in, uh, in Ames. Definitely going to head to Provisions, Provisions okay. Lot F on on um, I don't know Thursday or Friday. Then we gotta we gotta figure it out. We did Hickory Park last time, but maybe we'll do something else. They just have figure steaks the size of your head out there. I didn't get that last time. No. What did I get at Hickory Park? I can't remember. I don't know if it, if it were if it were ribs or if it was something else, but. That, that, that provisions a lot of restaurant was really, really good. Good music playing in the background. You get to watch Tom Brady while we, you're eating, we, we, eating dinner. Yes, we do. Who's going to blow it up? Who's going to blow the teaser up? Because everybody is going to have Rams, Niners, Bucks, three-teamer. Yep. Who's blowing it up? Because it ain't going to win. You and I know that around this, this racket long enough to know that someone's going to blow it up. Yep. You think it's 18, 18 double espresso, dude? I do. I do. I, uh, I'm fascinated to see. I want to watch the Lions, and I'm getting crushed for saying this. I, want, I really do. I want to see what it looks like. And I, I am dying to watch Jags-Texans. I need to see what this looks like. Our guy McKenzie was sending out stats about um, home, dog, home division dogs week one has had a very uh, high success rate, and I believe that the Texans fall in that category. And then who's home in uh, Patriots and... It's at Miami, isn't it? It is. Right? All right. So my so New England's favorite in that I, I, I believe I believe it's New England at Miami. Let me, let me triple check here. No, I have it incorrect. No, no Miami at New, England, New England's favorite. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, New England's favorite. Yeah, so, so that would, no, it wouldn't work. Maybe it's, maybe it's just division dogs then. Um, so keep your eyes on that one. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking. I don't see any other... Uh, any other games that fit that that mold this week? Then underdogs in division games week one are twenty six nine and three against the spread since twenty thirteen. Your picks this week: Texans plus three or Dolphins plus two and a half. Either or there. Um, okay. So there's there's your NFL preview. That's what I got my eyes on: Lions, no. Jags, Texans. Here's my and I can't remember if I talked about it last week or not. I don't know who's gonna do this in survivor but with so many of these just field goal toss-up type games and if you don't want to burn one of those big three like if you can buy the extra entry just take oppo take jacksonville on one entry take houston on another you're going to advance with a team that you're never ever ever going to want to use the following week you're guaranteed getting through i'm actually in one where you can buy back 
only after week one. So I, okay. bought, I bought the extra entry and I'm guaranteed now to advance with two because I'll lose, lose on yeah. one of them and buy back in. I think it's a smart strategy as opposed to rolling the dice with one of those big favorites that everybody's going to use. And like we talked about, one of, one of them's going to get clipped. They're not all going to uh, get win. And I'd rather, I'd rather pay them, pay the, uh, buy the extra fee than, than try and guess which one might lose. Yeah. Our guy Tyler on daily wager said he's all in on the Jags week one survivor. So that, that's, good luck, that's good, 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 good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> you ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's a, it's a weird week here. Uh, I think it's a really tough week, handicapping wise. It is. Because... I mean, the overreaction, Scott and I did a podcast Tuesday, Monday night, and just looking back, like, what do you take in for inventory and what has sustainability and what do you throw out combined with what you saw from teams last year in a COVID situation? And it's really hard. Um, and especially with the big games, you know, starting off here early on, uh, the noon kick, well, we're probably 12, 18, uh, Oregon and Ohio <laughs> State. Um <laughs> Obviously, Thibodeau injury is huge. I don't think they can do it without him. No, um, I don't think so either. And him being in a boot right away, not the greatest sign. Uh, he was an absolute wrecking ball, as you can imagine, uh, when he did get snaps and turned that whole game around. And then Fresno methodically comes back. Gave out Fresno, felt really good about that pick, knowing all the circumstances. Didn't think they were going to be leading in the fourth quarter. But what do you take from Oregon? Did you expect more? Like I, we love Moorhead, you know. We saw you know the quarterback situation play out the way it did. They can't. They're not going to come close. They're not going to come close in this game if they play like that again. No, I, I expected more from them offensively for sure. Yeah. I, I, um, that was a concerning thing. Was I surprised it was close? No, uh, because you, you liked Fresno, and mm-hmm. and I thought this was a much bigger possibility for. Oregon looking past Fresno to the Ohio State game, kind of that's kind of how it played out. But I would expect Oregon's offense to play a little bit better. But without Thibodeau being yeah. able to get pressure, I think Oregon can score some points in this game mm-hmm. because Ohio, I think Ohio State has some problems, not problems in terms of relative to Ohio State at that linebacker position. So yep. I, I do think Oregon's going to be able to score. I don't know if I'd want to get too involved in this at 14 and a half. Uh, just because it is a lot of points. And if I do think Oregon can score, once they start posting some team totals and such, maybe I'll take a look and maybe I'll take an Oregon team total over. That might be how I'll go about doing it. But uh, I think they're going to have a hard time slowing down Ohio State if they cannot rush the passer in that. And that would be a, uh, a big, big problem. Yeah, and that's the deal here. You know Ohio State's going to come in with a bunch of adjustments, seeing how Minnesota ran all over them. And I mm-hmm. think Oregon has to run the ball with Vardell in order to be in this game. And so Ibrahim, then, I, is so much, Ibrahim is so much better uh, than anything Oregon has at running back anyway. So, so I don't even know. if they, will, will they be able to do that maybe in a different type uh, of fashion? I like the Oregon running backs. I, I think they're legit. But then you also factor in. I mean, Oregon ran the ball with the quarterback, Anthony Brown, 16 times. He had 56. Travis Dye, 13 for 64. Vardell, 18 for 74. Each Vardell and, and Dye had a touchdown. 
um, on the ground. So when you factor in the over-under at 63, we saw the capability of the Ohio State offense. Mm -hmm. Not even fair. And what I will say is if I had to take a side of this, I would go Ohio State because if Thibodeau plays, I still get that Ohio State offensive line. I love that group, seeing that versatility they have. I love the tight end. And then you just saw, I mean, the the receivers are just, I mean, everybody's like, oh, how do you know, PJ Fleck, how do you leave these guys so open with your scheme? Like, that's that's why they're Ohio State. Okay? That's what, yeah, exactly. It just it, that's what they're a bastard to play against. Uh, because of the speed that they can just get on top of you so fast and with the crossing routes and and Stroud getting that time for those guys to run into open spaces, that's the kicker. I mean, you saw last year them do it against Clemson. Uh, with guys running free. So it's Lane didn't coach the other night. I know people are still saying Lane's the best play caller. I would still take Ryan Day. Yeah, they're, one, they're one and one A, man. What, yeah. what, 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 what Ryan did at halftime and coming out in the second half oh. and making Stroud feel really comfortable. I mean, there five passes in the second half, four were for touchdowns. And he had three throws that were this close well, in the first yes. half. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the guys were wide open. They were touchdowns. Um, so I do expect Stroud uh, to be a lot more calm. Take your pick with the running backs, as you can see. Uh, so there's, I mean, there's still a lot to like. Like, I think back to the Indiana game and how they kept coming at Ohio State last year. And I just, I don't think Brown could do that. I don't, I don't think they can rely on constantly being in third and sevens and, and converting. So I would have to lean uh, Ohio State in this game. Obviously, the Thibodeau injury is huge, but I, I do not think it's going to be in my, in my column or an official pick. But, you know, in your office pools where you got to pick that game, I think you know, I, would, I would go Ohio State. Um, next, your game, college game day at Ames, 430 ABC. We've been waiting all offseason for it. It's the Cyhawk. It's Iowa at Iowa State. Now, looking at Iowa State, you see the score, 13-10 at half, 16-10 final. I believe they had 10 drives all game. That's what they had. Looking at it, you go back and you see, you know, Northern Iowa. I know why you got to play the game, but like, do you have to play this, that Northern Iowa game with your Iowa State? Knowing like Northern Iowa, 21 starters back and their defense was, you know, legit. Iowa State only had 60 plays. That's what it, 60 plays on 10 drives. And that's as boring as it gets. That's what Matt Campbell wants. Now, They've had success in doing so because that stubbornness has frustrated other Big 12 teams who want to get up and down the field. The problem is Iowa does the same thing. And in this matchup, Iowa's had the better half. Assess. I think this is one of those games where I think there's going to be a big overreaction to what we saw in the Iowa State opener, but they've done this before. I mean, they did it last year in the opener against Louisiana and lost the game. They've done it in the past where they've survived in overtime uh, against Northern Iowa and they come out the following week and, and played really well. I think this was one of those games. Where, I think there was so much anticipation for the game this coming week. It's human nature. It's natural. Yeah. And I think you're going to see a, a, a much better game performance from Iowa State on the offensive side of the ball on Saturday. I think it's going to be potentially uh, – I don't want to say complete one-way action on this game on Iowa, but I think mm-hmm. you're going to see a majority of people on Iowa just because of how good they looked, especially defensively 
uh, against India. And we, we were all over that game. That was about as easy as yeah. it came. It was interesting, too, because you told me that there were some rumblings in that game about Penix maybe not playing. And, mm. and, and your information, by the way, whoever passed that information along to you was, was, was spot on because he probably shouldn't have been playing. He mm. did not look to be 100%, and he threw a couple of costly pick sixes. We'll see. I, I think Iowa is going to be a very public side in this game. I'd be careful here. I, I think Iowa State uh, – sometimes when you get a performance like that out of your system, uh, you're going to improve a ton in week two. And, and what, what's keeping Iowa State in a lot of these games and giving them wins just how well they've played defensively in the second half. You go back to last year, last six games, they've allowed 16 points in the second half. One touchdown at 33 drives. So, so like, like they have played incredibly well. You talked about time of possession advantage on average in those games is uh, almost five minutes in the second half. So I'm not going to Ames and, and not picking Iowa State to win the game. And you, you know that's just not happening. But, but, but I do believe uh, that they are the right side in this game. And, and I think you'll see a much cleaner, crisper performance. And I do think that they will win. And uh, I think if you wait a little bit, you'll probably be able to get this uh, under four. I think it was five and a half or six at the open. And now it's uh, – down to four, four, four and a half, four, four and a half. Four and a half. My, my, my guess is this will probably come down a little bit more to three and a half as well. Yeah, I, I think this is the ultimate of what do you take out of week one. I mean, you look at Iowa's side. Petrus 13 at 27 for 145. Goodson had 99 on 19 carries. Those two pick sixes, the one before the half was just a, an, an all-time momentum swing, exactly what you want at home to go up another score. You know, Iowa State didn't turn the ball over. You know, they, they didn't play sloppy. They just – that slow, methodical pace. And I'm with you. I, I think the overreaction is no, – I'm shocked it's still at four and a half. I, you know, Iowa State has a three-point favorite here, three and a half. I would take Iowa State in this game because I know what I'm getting there. I know what's cracked up to be. They've been waiting for this game. They obviously didn't play last year. Game day is going to be there. I like how this rides there into the day. I love – the what is it? So it's four and a half hours after game day ends. That kick, that's perfect. That's perfect to get the oh. thirty packs. The thir- to get the thirty packs of Natty Light out, they, they'll be they, they'll be I, ready to go. There are never any shortages of, of of Bush Light lattes at six a.m. and 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 that was uh and, and that, that was like my lasting memory of the first trip to Ames that the show had was pulling up there at like I guess it would have been six a.m. Uh-huh. Uh, and just seeing the, the flatbeds just with shrink-wrapped cases of bush light and, and natty light, just, just ready pallets, pallets just shrink-wrapped. And I'm like, boy, this is this is a little different here. And they, it was great because there was like this truck like blocking traffic and someone was getting out, like backing the truck up. And you see the truck, it's just this, these, these fans getting ready to tailgate. And I was like, wow, they are, uh, this is a little different. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I expect to see that again, and uh, it should be a, uh, an awesome atmosphere. I wonder if Kansas State fans got that national respect for, for, for beating uh, Stanford last week, too, like they thought they would. Yeah, what was the stat you retweeted about Stanford last week? Oh, that they had the slowest uh, – like, they, despite trailing the entire game, they had they, – they took, like, an average of 27 seconds between plays, which was uh, the most times between plays of any, any team of the week. Yep. But big one for Tanner McKee this week, uh, going on the Coliseum. What do you make of that game, by the way? Because it wasn't like SC did, 
did a whole lot. Like that, that was again. No. You loved San Jose State, and yep, it got it got out of hand. Thirteen seven fourth quarter. Outside of London, none of their receivers really did a whole lot. But Ken Stanford like scored. I, I, I mean, it, it's amazing to see how far that program has fallen offensively from having the likes of McCaffrey and Love and and and, and the players that they had and. It's a gargantuan effort to score a touchdown now. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's not fun to watch. I'll tell you that. But I do expect them to be better this week. I, I just I, I still don't know about SC. Um, I don't really want to give seventeen. Uh, they've gotten um, Stanford the last couple times. Uh, it's that late, late um, Pac-12 window. Uh, so you know the Coliseum will be will be up and running. But yeah. It's 13-7 going the fourth quarter. SC gets the field goal and then the pick six. 23-7 like that, and then it's done. Um, but, yeah, I, I do expect – I mean, you know, Stanford's defense had to hold on for dear life, and they were on the field the whole game. So it's it's just a matchup. I don't, I don't want anything of – it'll be a, uh, a wait and see, knowing what I saw last week and still not sure, um, I think, is, is what the – the essence of, of this podcast and this week of college football is. Um, I'll, be great. I'll, be able to, I'll be able to take this one in at the uh, Hampton in Des Moines Airport. Perfect. Nice. I asked Scott this question. How many points do I have to give you for you to take South Carolina State at Clemson this week? What's that line going to be, 50? I was just going to say, I, that was going to be what I would say. I'd say give me 50. I want to say they were giving 50 to Citadel last year now. South Carolina State lost a tough one last week, 42-41 to Alabama AM. and uh, But you can have Alabama fun. A&M, Alabama a and probably the favorite to win the, win the SWAC. There you go. I was I think about those Not things. Not a lot of defense. No. Um, I am interested in Georgia. Coming off, your Bulldogs got the mm-hmm. win by any means necessary. Credit to them. Stayed with it the whole time. Wasn't pretty. Got it done. Kind of what we thought was going to happen with the injuries on the interior of the offensive lines, and those D-lines just wrecked havoc all night long. And it was, you know, Fowler kept saying how much of a throwback it was, and it was. beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, But now Georgia comes in against, you know, a lot of gamblers' favorite coach in the country and Coach Clark at at, at UAB. This line opened at like 28-and-a-half. It's down to 24-and-a-half, and and the over-under is 46 whole lot of big middles are going to be available here, I think. Yeah. I, UAB didn't look great against Jacksonville State. I think Jacksonville State is worth a look at uh, as they play in Tallahassee this week. But Georgia coming out and seeing, you know, the quick – I mean, they were more efficient in those – you know, I thought Uyunglele would be more efficient. I thought Daniels did a good job. Uh, for, true freshman from uh, – who was that tight end? From Napa, 19. He Our played great. Freak. Oh, freak man. show. Come on, stepping in against that defense and, and Sanford, making those catches. Sanford, by the way, that, that played uh, okay. played tight there. All right. Yeah, it, um, it, 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 it was funny between Pollock and the head dog. They, they both were like 19 is is different. He just ZFG total study, and, and you you knew where when the first play of the game they're they're looking for him, and, and like, yeah. that's what I kind of mentioned him too is because uh, we all know uh, Washington was out and. Pickens was out there. They were going to need somebody, and he, he was clearly the guy that, that Daniels felt 
comfortable with. But but you're right. This this is going to be an interesting game because uh, Kirby alluded to a couple of players uh, tested positive for COVID as well. So you yeah. don't know how shorthanded they might be. It'll be interesting to see. You don't like to lay that many points, but at the same no. time, how many points is UAB going to score with, without it really? Yet? I don't think they're much of a threat to throw the ball. And, and you no. know they can't run. So, like, do you just go under the under the 40 and just hope for a, a 30 to 7 type of game? Because to me, I want to see the Georgia offense. Now you're not playing against that elite level defense. You know, UAB is going to come with a good game plan, but are they going to have the guys to hold up? I don't think they're going to. It's a fascinating line to me, knowing what the situation is for Georgia coming off that physical game. And getting a, getting it going against a team who's not going to be afraid of you. Now they're not going to have the manpower to hold up, but you know, do you give up a trick play? Do you get caught sleeping on you know a couple third downs? But to me, I, I just can't trust UAB's aerial assault, if you will, uh, in this game. <laughs> I will be watching this one because I want to see how it plays out for sure. No, you're right. Because and, and now you have basically everyone out there saying we're headed towards one out number one Alabama versus number two Georgia. Uh, in the SEC championship game, and and will that psychologically get inside their heads? Especially, I mean, look, it's a long season. You never know what's going to happen. If maybe they don't get Pickens back, maybe they don't get uh, Washington back as soon as uh, they, they hope. Maybe Smith doesn't come back to help that secondary out as well. So we, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, listen, I know UAB threw for three twenty against Jacksonville State and got it cooking. But when I look at that that passing game, it's kind of like Ohio State's deal, where they're running those deep over routes. You need time for those things to develop. You're not going to have that time against Georgia, who got pressure on Uyunglele with three guys. Um, so it's a uh, it's a, it's a, it's a good one. I'll, I'll be I'll be tuning into that one. All right, I need your help because I want it as bad as the ACC looked. Mm-hmm. I want to take two ACC teams favored at SEC schools, but I don't <laughs> think I could trust them. Uh, it's Pitt minus three and a half at Knoxville, and then there's NC State minus two and a half at Starkville. Mm-hmm. Um, Starkville, uh, we'll start there. That's as close as you're going to get to blowing a game, man. Or I should say blowing it, to, to having a really bad loss now. They made all the plays. They get the kick return when they needed it, and they come back, and they win by a point. But I just – with NC State – and listen, I, if, there, if there was a big favorite on the board this week I had to take, it might be Florida because of what I looked at with South Florida. I mean, that's as bad as a situation as, as I watched uh, this past weekend, uh, watching that offense against NC State. But I, I, I like the quarterback with NC State. I, I think, you know, they have some good talent. I, I don't think they'll be that phased by a, by a crazy atmosphere in Starkville in a night game um, on a Saturday night. But, like, after last week, I just don't like the ACC. Just, I mean, you talk about having a bad taste in your mouth. It doesn't get much worse than what I saw from that conference. I'd be careful laying the points in Starkville. I don't have a good feeling about that. I'd I, how about Pitt? I'd be careful. Pitt, I would like. Pitt, I would play. It's funny because I don't want to. I don't want to crush. I, I feel bad. I've already gone down the road, so I have to say it now. But like Joe Milton, mm-hmm. really, Michigan. I guess got caught a lot of grief for. And maybe maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But at least they realized they had better quarterback options. I think than 
I mean, guy, Milton's got a hose, but it's just, you, you never know where, like, that was just not a, a good performance by him. If he's going to be their guy against Narduzzi in a pit defense this week, I think that's potentially a recipe for disaster. And that's why I had him written down. I know people say they played UMass last week. They did whatever they wanted. Yes, they did. Um, but when you give me Narduzzi, okay, as good of a defensive mind as there is in the sport, and he's got guys back on the D-line. You know he's going to create pressure with minimal guys that are helping him on the back end. And you brought up Milton. And when you have Hypel, no one likes to throw it and take shots more than him. But when you don't hit on him, now you're, you know, instead of, you know, if, it's, if that's second and 10 and you take that shot, all right, what do you got? Third and 10. So I think it's really interesting to see when Heupel goes for those shots because I think Pitt's going to be ready for him. They, very hard team to, ke- to catch off balance on defense. And when you talk about consistency, I'll take the consistency of a Narduzzi defense against that Milton-led offense in their second game uh, together as you know Milton and Heupel. It should be fun. I think this is a big, big one for Pitt, knowing what happened last week. And uh, like I said, I'll take Narduzzi in that defense on the road where I know people are going to say, I can't believe you're giving points on the road, but I'll take Pitt as a pick this week. Hell to Pitt. Let's go. I hope they wear the good uniforms too. Give me the, yes. give me the mustard helmets and the mustard pants. Correct. That could be a one seed uniform game. Absolutely. That's, that's a good one. Totally. But listen, here's another thing I got a problem with. All right. Talk to me. Tennessee, Nebraska. You have to go back to the black cleats. You've got it. You've got to go back to it. You have to wear the black cleats. That that that's yes. If you want to go back, that's rule number one. Go back to the black cleats. I was gonna say, I think that might be the root of, of, of the problems. Go, Could be. Gotta, you, it, it might be. And Ohio State, those guys are getting a little away with it. Um, I had a game on from I believe 92 this summer. Uh a little uh Jeff Brom against Kirk Herbstreet at the horseshoe. Champion logo. It was phenomenal in Ohio State. You got you got to go back to the black cleats. All right, Herbie had him on nice spat, tight spat. Galloway, uh, Galloway, spat out, Galloway sure. looking pretty. Ankles about three inch just, diameter. Just look at how good Garrett Wilson looks in a uniform. It it's it's unbelievable, uh, and he has the black cleats. So there's there's my uniform uh, spiel. But I will take Pitt. You got any uh, officials you're ready to hand out? Yes. Yeah, okay. Iowa State is an official. Okay. We hit on, like, overreactions from week one, and one of mine is, is Washington. Uh, look, they did mm. not play great offensively at all. <laughs> Three interceptions. It was a terrible, terrible loss. But you're telling me that's worth five points or five and a half points of a reaction from last week when the, the, the look-ahead line was minus one, and now it's six, six and a half? Look, they, they were terrible last week. Uh, you, you lost a game that you had no real business losing. Defensively, you played well, but you throw three picks with the with, with a new starting quarterback. But the look-ahead line was one. And, and mm-hmm. now it's six and a half. You're telling me that's worth five and a half points? McNamara played great against the MAC defense, but you're not going to be able to run uh, as well against Washington as you were against, against Western Michigan to be able to free up. Uh, those passing lanes. So, uh, and this is a Michigan team. We go back the last eight games they played against Power Five teams are two and six. They've lost four straight home games against Power Five teams. Uh, we'll see. 
Maybe they win, but six and a half is too many for me um, in this spot. So I'm going to take Washington uh, plus the six and a half. Does the A&M Colorado line stink? Oh, it's at 17? Yeah. Eh, I watched Colorado. Oh, you did? I I missed it. I did did not. We got some some issues at the quarterback (laughs) position there. I'll tell you that. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I felt like that would be more knowing what they have. I know A&M didn't get off to the best start. It was a 10-3 at half. 10-3 at halftime, yep. Poor Kent State kicker. Oh, <laughs> Kickers, man. Um, what else do we got here? James Franklin gets, gets crushed a lot for his uh, coaching – uh, end of games, timeout situation, or whatever. But mm-hmm. they did a great job at the end of that game when it was 16 10 and Wisconsin had the ball in deep and it looked like they could uh, take the lead using those timeouts to stop the clock. That if Wisconsin did score, mm-hmm. uh, they were going to have time uh, left on the clock to be able to come back down for it and attempt a winning field goal. So, uh, if, if you're going to crush the guy when he screws up, you gotta, you gotta give them all the credit in the world for the way they, the way they play at the end of that game. But wow, was that? How do you run ninety-five plays and score ten points? That's how. That that's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like. Um, I'm I'm uh, um, I'm good. I said I said if you won that game, you're going over. So we got a loser on a Penn State win total under this year. I don't feel good about. Obviously, our Huskies are done. Um, with the loss to the old Holy Cross and uh, Carolina, got to feel good. Got to feel good about the under with Carolina after they lost that one um, and looking yeah. like they mm-hmm. did. Um, so we're 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 plugging along. How but, do you uh, feel about Wisconsin, by the way, after that game? Eastern Michigan is it? I mean, we know that they played some some Big Ten teams tough in the past. Mm-hmm. That's a big number. I. I I'm curious to see how this whole Graham Mertz thing works out. Yeah, it's it's pretty fascinating. I will say they're basically all physical mistakes. You know, I mean, the turnovers inside, you know, the red zone are fixable things. Um, and when you look at the defensive side, it was kind of surprising to see Wisconsin get beat deep on those situations where they did, knowing what we think of Jim Leonard as a defensive coordinator. But – that's what happens. That's why the players are out there. Players mess up a lot. Um, but I, I'm interested uh, because I also wanted like, what do we got? We got like two couple weeks for Wisconsin Notre Dame. Like I, have, I, 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 I still don't know um, about that. Uh, Notre Dame, I think, took some shots uh, to their roster in that game in Tallahassee. Um, I think the left tackle, who's a Who's a top going to be a top five pick? The true freshman. I think he's going to miss some time, and I think they lost some some um, some special teams guys. Uh, and I don't know when they're going to be back. So it's uh, that gets to one of my other uh, picks this week that I will go over. Uh, I like the over in the Notre Dame Toledo game. Uh, Toledo's a team that we've talked about in the preseason. I like them to win the MAC. We're on their season win total. They got some NFL guys at spots. Uh, they're catching sixteen and a half. Um, and the over on there's 54 and a half. I think they could score. I think they're going to score 20 plus, but I do think Notre Dame 
uh, with Cone. I, I think they'll fix that run game, but I do expect them to do damage uh, throwing the ball. I, I Obviously, Kyron will get, will get going. And uh, Mayer, my guy, two big drops, uh, but mm. he's – he is a he is a handful, and uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what Toledo tries to do uh, against him, uh, knowing they have some 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 talent at the edge position and they got some guys in the secondary. But I still think both teams' offenses will show out. Um, but we'll go we'll go over in uh, South Bend. Um, interesting game there, and seeing how Notre Dame gets gets back off to the deck. I expect a big boost from that home crowd. Texas, Arkansas. Stinky? Yes, very stinky. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very, very stinky. That's very what stinky. I sent for our uh, lines that stink to daily wager for this week. It, um, you touched on Arkansas. Wasn't pretty. The quarterback play has got to be better if they're going to win this game. And it uh, should be again. Again, you, you, yeah, yeah. You, it, it will. Yep. That's why you. That's why you play an opponent like that in the opener to work out the kinks and get get people game action. Still got Bryles calling plays. He's going to get you in the right position. I think you saw that with the with the comeback last week. But Texas on the other side was interesting, man. They they showed some flashes. Obviously, Bijan um, getting you know workload of things. I loved loved Sark putting him in the slot, a la old Reggie Bush days, and throwing the mm-hmm. ball and getting matchups of him running go routes, running in routes, slants, quick screens. That was. That Sark offense, like in 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 Hudson Card, looked good. Um, yeah, you know, and and I'll tell you, I, I I think they beat a really good football team last week uh, with Louisiana. Uh, I don't think Louisiana played well, and Texas took advantage of some miscues. Um, I really like the kid Jordan Whittington, the receiver for for Texas. I, I think that's going to be Hudson Card's best friend. But I don't want parts of giving six and a half, which I probably think would touch seven. Here, I'm not yeah, sure I think, about I think, that. I think, it, I think it just did. <laughs> Actually, oh, I'm wow. looking down. I'm looking down. It's uh, it, it's uh, seven pretty much in in most places. I think this place is going to be wild. Razorback Stadium, seventy third ESPN. That's going to be a doozy. Uh, so I would lean um, taking the home team there in a game that I will definitely uh, have on, seeing what's at stake for both teams and knowing the history of that. Who do you got in the Diaco Bowl? Purdue minus 34 at the University of Connecticut. Over, over, over. They should bring him out to like do the do the coin flip or something. Ladies and gentlemen, former Purdue defensive coordinator and Connecticut head coach Bob Diaco. Oh man, I mean, he wouldn't wear what color pants. He wouldn't be able to wear <laughs> what color pants he was gonna wear. He can rock it, the old it, it, cranberries. It, 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 I was gonna say it could, it could be like remember when they did that first Bowden ball and, and Ann Bowden had like a part Florida State and part Clemson on he he could wear like a Purdue shirt and like UConn pants or something or do something like that. But how bad is Vanderbilt by the way? Oh my God, they're that playing Colorado. You're a like, seven what's... point dog against a team that lost forty two twenty three on its home field to South Dakota State. And that's my would you rather for the week? Would you rather sit in the <laughs> sit in the stadium? Sit in the stadium and watch Colorado State Vanderbilt mm-hmm. or Temple and Akron. Temple and Akron. Not even close because I have a Temple under season win total bet. And I, I, I can sit there and – and that's another thing. How, how are they a big road favorite? 
They're a six-point, seven-point favorite, and, and they've lost six straight road games, including the last four by 47, 25, 35, and 12. And you're going to lay seven with them on the road against Mr. Mr. Art's team? Mm-mm. Not me. Mm-mm. I actually thought about I thought I actually thought about taking Akron this week. Really? Yeah. Wow. My other game that I thought was going to be definitely an official, it's up to nine now, so I'm going to be careful. And it was going to be Miami against Appalachian State. I think they're going to come out and play well this week. Remember a couple of years ago, uh, they went to Boone and they blew out an Appalachian Mm -hmm. State team that wound up winning 10 games. I'm not sure. I mean, I I saw bits and pieces of that uh, Appalachian State, East Carolina game, not my hotel window, basically in Charlotte over the weekend. I I don't know. We'll see what Chase Bryce can do against a uh, Power 5 team again. Obviously, he's turned the ball over a ton last year at Duke. But, uh, yeah, he played know. well the other night against ECU. I watched a lot yeah, of that he did. game. Yeah, um, he did. He did. App, uh, App State's got some receivers. They they got they got some talent. Um, how about East Carolina favored at home against at, in the rowdy dowdy against flipped, uh, flipped by the way, totally totally flipped. Mm. Flipped that South South Carolina's laying points now. South Carolina, oh, really? Yeah, South Carolina minus two now. Yep. Whoa, that, that seems like certain. a weird. That seems like a weird a weird number. Real weird. Favorite in that game, yeah. It, did, it did, didn't weird. seem like it was the right a right opener. Um, Holy War line is kind of stinky to me too. Uh, Utah minus seven at Provo, late one. Um, we know how emotional that would be. I did not think of much of BYU um, last week, but I don't want to give points in this rivalry. Uh, I think the world of it and knowing what the feelings are between these two schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and Utah was not impressive in their opener. Um, I, I, I mean, they got the job done. They had a huge weather delay. Um, it was one of those deals. But interested to see what Utah uh, looks like here in, in, in a tough environment um, as, they, as they go to Provo. So that's, a, that's an interesting one to me. Um, oh, Miami App State's a night game too. So App State, yeah, all right. I know what I wanted to bring up is I don't know what how game day is affected, but we got two games kicking off before noon Eastern this week. Did you know that? I know we I know we do. And one of I them I do. have circled as a pick: Illinois plus ten in Charlottesville against Virginia. Virginia did whatever they wanted against William and Mary. Illinois, um, obviously, we everybody saw them against Nebraska, and then they lose a game to a very good football team. Yep. And UTSA. We all saw coming. We all, we all saw and, that coming. But I will say with Illinois, and I, like I said, I UTSA, I picked them uh, to win uh, their conference. But with Illinois, I, I mean, Burt's got the offense going. They don't have any turnovers in their first two games. And when I think about Illinois, that's that's where I, you know, be a little bit to come in and get things right. Um, you know, I still think Epstein's a good player on the offense. Sikowski's, you know, thrown for 390 in two games and five touchdowns. I think Peters is coming back. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah that, I, I've heard that as well. That it's, he'll, he'll and then they got too. Isaiah, you know, Isaiah Williams, who was, I believe, the quarterback. And then he's, you know, he's out at receiver and getting carries and touches all over the place. I think Illinois hangs around enough here um, and, and covers the 10. Uh, it's, it's, it's one that just jumped out me and, and I just, I, I feel like there is a more validity to Illinois. I'm not saying it's great. I think it's good enough to cover 10, 10, 10 points in an 11 a.m. Eastern game 
in Charlottesville. And there was one other game as well that that I wanted to hit on, and it, I think it might be another one of those overreaction type of games that TCU Cal. That that's like eleven and a half right now. That seems like a lot of points to be given. Wilcox is yeah, there. yeah. I gave out Cal last. They were sloppy, really sloppy. And, yes. and I know Carson Strong. Carson Strong is going to be in the NFL. Uh, I, I'm not afraid to say that. Uh, I mean that kid. You talk about making some throws and putting the ball where it's supposed to be in big time situations, uh, whether it's deep outs across the field or you know go routes. He was really impressive. Uh, but Cal, I just I thought they would be more buttoned up, and then I go back. Probably overlooked what what they looked like last year. They had stupid things happen all over the place. It's, and what I mean by that is you know things just not making sense as far as schedule and trying to get games played. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought they would be better, especially offensively uh, with the veterans they got back. And I didn't see that. Now is it first game working on things against a team who is probably going to be a player in that Mountain West Conference. No, they will be a player in the Mountain West Conference. So I, I want to give Nevada credit, and I got no problem uh, admitting I was wrong on that one. But that's that's what I saw there. But, yeah, TCU, I did not see TCU last week, and that's why – I didn't either. I, I, I didn't get there. So um, I did I did think the over was an interesting number. 48. Uh, yeah, that that's I, – I would, I, I would think – that over could come in there. Um, so, uh, but yeah, yeah, a lot of points in a, uh, in a, in a big 12 pack, 12 game. Um, how about Tulane, man, man, they played, man, they played. Mm, they uh, sure did. The big Mike happy recappers presented by Allstate. save money like a champion with Allstate's new lower auto rates. Visit allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Championship savings for the win. I got two officials for the Big Mike Happy Recap. Yeah, mm-hmm. Iowa State minus four is an official. Hopefully, they'll come down to three and a half by then. And Washington plus six and a half as an official. Do we want the considerings or no? Should you should I run down the considerings? Uh, sure. Pitt, Pitt minus three and a half. Mississippi State plus two and a half, considering. Cal plus the 11 and a half, considering. And that's where we're at, so... See if okay. we can, can add anything else, anything else to that. My big Mike happy recap. I'm going to go Illinois plus the 10. We're going to go over in the Notre Dame Toledo game, which is 54 and a half. Uh, we're going to take now that's four. I'm going to take Iowa State with you, Bear, and I'm going to take Pitt. I'm Pitt's an official for me. Um, just thinking about more with that with that Narduzzi defense. I, I like. I think that's going to travel uh, to Knoxville. So it's Illinois, Notre Dame, Toledo over Pitt and Iowa State. Oh, and Miami, Miami, and Miami, I was considering as well. Um, I, I was I was considering that, uh, but that's up to nine now. So if that maybe comes back down to eight and a half, I could I could look at that. Uh, and if I had to take a team, a favorite over twenty points, I would take Florida. That's that's. That's what I. By the think. way, uh, how how hard was our guy Mullen trying to get that cover last week after giving up a couple of late scores? Wow, that was that, that was that, that was awesome stuff by him. Same thing, same oh, with I, Arkansas too, getting that cover. That was was tremendous. Yeah. I missed bad. I, uh, I miss I miss bad beats. By the way, 
It's on guy. the bird. You can check it out on the bird. Two parts this okay. week. Tweet two different two. tweets. So yeah. All right. We went over t- we went over 10 minutes of beats this week <laughs> for week one. So we had to split it. We split it up uh, for the people to watch on Twitter. Um, yeah, one yeah. game we didn't touch on, I want to get to real quick because I think it's a real interesting game, is is Kentucky and Missouri. And you talk about going late. Kentucky getting one to punch it in for the over and the cover, uh, throwing the ball, uh, two goal line fades before they ran it in inside the 10. That is also <laughs> on bad beats. Um, keep our, but, more, more keeping the boys from Youngstown and the, uh, the Kentucky horse people happy. Yes. Yes. Uh, you got it. Those Kentucky folks know what the deal is there, but I think it's, I think it's a really interesting matchup because I don't, I think Kentucky's the more talented team. Um, but man, I, I, it's really hard to go against Coach Drinkwitz and what he does offensively. He makes up for lack of talent maybe better than anybody in that conference uh, when it comes to offensive game planning and scheming. So it is a, it's a stay away from me, but I'm, I'm dying to see how that one plays out because I believe Mizzou goes to BC next week, mm-hmm. um, which sure is a do. big one for our BC over, um, who I really um, – they get UMass this week, so they, they, they should take care of business. Um, without a problem there. But um, one more, one more addition to the Big Mike Happy recap. My uh, my money line uh, parlay uh, that that I that I got. This is a seven teamer. This is plus one twenty four uh, money line. Minnesota against Miami of Ohio. Notre Dame versus Toledo. Texas A and M versus Colorado. Penn State versus Ball State. Uh, Miami versus App State. SMU versus North Texas and USC versus Stanford. That's uh, that's plus one twenty four, and then uh, while while I have it up, uh, Victor Hovland top ten even money, the BMW PGA. Uh, you get you get everything here. I'm also considering the over in the Western Kentucky Army game, eleven thirty a.m. kick because Oof. if you want to watch something, it's going to be you talk about contrast of style. Western Kentucky is going to throw the top, throw the ball every play. Army's going to run it every play. Usually the over fits well. In those circumstances, because the running <laughs> the running team takes over and then the passing team comes back. Um, but that's one I'm considering as an overplay. Um, I think that'll do it. Bear, good luck Thank out you, sir. in Ames. Uh, I love that that game's at 4:30 Eastern. I l- absolutely love it. All right, I think that'll do it. Bear, take us away. Less you bet, more you lose when you lose. You can listen to follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcast. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. <laughs>